Wow. You gonna? Is it gonna fit? Uh, first things first, I just want to pop this bottle of champagne yeah. I have here and celebrate celebrate the new year. I'm salivating. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, really? I can assure smooth. you it, it looked as smooth as it sounded. Yeah. You got to get that on, on. Oh, yeah, I can hear the bubbles. Oh, this is really off to a rousing start. That's what the champagne's for. By the anyway. end of this, it's going to be great. It's going to be <laughs> so great. What have we been up to, Merce? Merce? Mercy? Um, well, I'm so glad you asked. We've been working hard. I mean, we hit 2022. Would you say you work hard for the money? I do work hard for the money and not so much money. <laughs> so hard for it, honey. So, so hard. Um, we hit the ground running in 2022. And I mean, the um, weddings were off and running. It started with a vengeance. Oh, what the most fun thing was, which is always a favorite thing of mine, is in early January. Cheers. 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 We'll just do a really quick rundown. Uh, 2022, we opened the year with January is usually the slow month. Um, we did our first um, photo shoot. With mean January 2021. No, 2022. Oh, 2020. What the hell year is it right now? Oh, 2023. <laughs> right. Okay. Wow. Yep. Okay. Cool. 2022, my love. Great. Yeah. Wow. Grand. Wow. Um, I haven't even had any of this champagne. I know. We had the first uh, photo shoot with our our full band as it stands now with Brian, Alan, Will, Danny, you, myself. Um, And that's always a fun way to start things off. I love it. The guys, not so much. Yeah, I would say it's more your thing than anybody else's, but... If it wasn't for you, none of it would ever get done. So correct, but I mean that's always a great way. I thought that like set the tone and and set the the style. And it's really funny because once again we went into that shoot having a vision, and I'm glad we did. But then what we end up when it ended up coming away from that with was not what we envisioned. <laughs> you know that when we we first went in the certain shots we wanted and what we wanted our you know brand to look like and I, i'm happy to say that it it looked way more it's more slick than we had imagined we look way cooler than we actually really are yeah, luckily for us we have the money to to hire actual professionals to do this stuff for us yes thank you mark and tracy um so that was how we started the year um the the guys always love when i when i call them in for that and few of them do, few of them don't. I won't say who does and who doesn't. I'll let the the people guess. Yeah. Uh, and message us and I'll tell you if you're right or not. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, and then it was off. We were so crazy busy this year, uh, this past 2022. Lots of weddings, 
lots of internal clients. That was pretty exciting this year. We we did a lot of the booking ourselves, which we still continue to do. Yeah. Um, what was really fun this year, though, is that we got to do a lot more outdoor public events, which is always fun and um, not not having the pressure of of a wedding. It's a built-in audience. People are stoked to be there. You don't, I mean, you promote, but you're not responsible for like ticket sales. You're right. outdoors. So the COVID risk is much lower. Let's just say like overall, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a win-win and a joy for us. Yeah. And it's just, again, you, you, we could have a little bit more flexibility with the set list and, you know, all ages generally and, and everything. So that was, that was really fun for me this year. Um, yeah, we got a lot of really cool footage. I've been getting getting better every day at social media content and all that good stuff and putting reels together. That's been fun for me. Um, it's fun for me also that you do it. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that the guys love so much. So guys, just listen to this. So we're going to do this reel and I just need you to do this. And, and like, it's, it's just funny. I try to give a heads up on text and that's generally when nobody responds, but everybody's pretty game for that kind of stuff. And they, they humor me. Um, only a couple eye rolls every once in a while, but everybody's a good sport. And, um, yeah. And then we just did a big New Year's Eve gig. It happened. <laughs> It was, I, I find, let me ask you this. Okay. Speaking of New Year's Eve gigs. Now, there's the one part of me that looking at a lot of our fellow musicians, they didn't have a New Year's Eve gig. Um, so we were very fortunate to have one. We had been booked since, I think, March or April. Yes, we are currently sitting in gratitude. We are. Yeah. I am. It's been a struggle for me, but I am there. However... um. You and I kind of approached this gig a little differently because when we got there, you were pretty excited. And I was like, <laughs> I don't get excited about New Year's Eve gigs because I always feel there's so much more hype to it than actually ends up like it ends up being. It's just usually just another gig. And I don't mean to make like light of it or poo poo it. I'm happy to have the gig. I'm happy to do the work. Um. But it's generally no different than any other gig. So how do you usually, like me, now that Roxy's a little older and showing interest in wanting to like hang out, I'm not always feeling like I have to do a New Year's gig, at least, you know, right now. How do you feel about New Year's gigs? Well, I think the problem is when I first got into the events industry, you know, so many years ago, New Year's was, New Year's Eve was, was held up as like one of those dates like an important date you should have a gig and whoever has the best gig sort of gets to brag and whatever should be a big payday should be a big yeah i mean there's there's a there's a number assigned well that's the funny thing right there's a number assigned to new year's by people like well i'm not leaving the house for less than this amount of money and then when they don't have a gig then it's like wanda you know just lost my new year's gig or whatever and it's like well which one is it do you do you want to work new year's like it's I'm not trying to throw any, anybody under the bus because I feel the same way. It's mm-hmm. like I I definitely feel like it's sort of a premium date. But I don't know how much of that is like my uh, – how I actually feel about it and how much of it is like what I was sort of t- 
taught to feel when I first joined into like doing events or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is like I, the first however many years I did it with with our previous band, we did it at on our home turf, you know, at the mm-hmm. venue that our booking agent owned, which meant it was our crowd because a lot of those people that would come to our shows would also come to the New Year's, you know. It was a really good payday. People were like, it was sloppy. People were like looking to have a good time. Get in trouble. And- Get in trouble, yeah. And, you know, I was much younger, to be fair. Like, um, unattached or occasionally, attached. occasionally <laughs> unattached. But it just, you know, it just felt like a, like an end of the year blowout. Right. Um, and it's funny because then there was, there was a few years that we did weddings and it was kind of like, oh, wedding. Uh, it was kind of almost like a letdown. I was like, hmm. Which, why? I mean, weddings are not that much different. You're exactly. just at a, at a, you know, at a, a wedding venue instead. And people are, I mean, honestly, people are more geared to have, although I have to say the, the few we, New Our Year's, last New Year's gig was not this past one, but for 2022, going into 2022 was a wedding. It was, yeah. Sometimes that feels anticlimactic too, though. That's weird. But um, I don't know. I think I just mentally, I, I especially this this one, I assigned... A certain amount of like, you know, I was looking for a certain release or a certain experience, I guess, you know, I, I don't know why. I don't know. I, I still don't know why I'm still like working through it. Uh, but I just I had really put a lot of um, expectation into it, I guess, that yeah. it was going to be this big, you know, we're going up to Yosemite, this big lodge and we're getting put up and people they've done it for all these years and people come up for the, you know, whatever. And then you get there and it's kind of like, well, I don't know. I don't want to poo-poo it or throw anybody under the bus. Uh, everybody up there is super nice. We were treated very, oh, very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got zero complaints about that. But just the event itself just didn't live up to what I was hoping it would be. Um, and maybe that's, you know... I've just realized I haven't done a podcast in a while. People can't see my like arm. I've talked with my hands so much. I feel space with like talking with my hands. It doesn't work in the podcast format. It sure doesn't. Anyway, yeah. I, I, you know, I think I'm still working through like why, why I assigned that. Like it's a, it's a gig. It's work. This is our jobs, you know, but we're greedy or, you know, musicians are, we're just greedy. We're like, We're, we're, we're greedy and we're egotistical. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's and not in a bad it's sort of way. baked into what we do, but it's like, mm. you know, I, I want my cake and eat it too. Right. I want, mm. I want to, I want to be paid well. I want to be treated well. And I want like 350 people plus, you know, to be like jacked up and having a great time and like giving me all of their energy. And yes. it's like, you know, it's just not the way it always works. And yeah. It's not the way it worked on this one. Yeah. I mean, it ended up being fun and we got them, we got the crowd, we got the vibe right, but it just, you know. I had I wanted a big blowout rock thing and it right. didn't really that wasn't yeah, really yeah that's a good yeah. way to put it though because we we we're in charge of of bringing the party yes and like you said it is work but I don't like it to feel like work right I thrive on what we do and I love what we do but yeah when it starts feeling like work is when I'm starting to notice too much <laughs> I can't get lost. In the performance, I can't get lost in the vibe of the people there. Part of my issue um, 
uh, which, you know, how would anybody know is I'd been sick for two weeks. If anybody hears you hacking on this podcast, then she's not. I don't have COVID. I don't have strep. And um, but I've had this horrible cough. And of course, it was all in my throat. And so my thing going into the gig was, please, Lord Jesus, universe, gods, just let me get through this gig with full voice. And I wasn't at 100%. And so as a singer, and that's what you're you're coming to the party with. That's what you're you're bringing to the to the table. It's such a hard mind space to get out of and have to like not pay attention to the fact that I'm not going for so- certain notes and that even if I wanted to, I couldn't anyway. And um, it's a really hard thing to stay out of your head and stay present because you're just you're second guessing yourself the entire time and um you're just kind of disappointed that you're not there with your your 100 percent also let's you know put it this way we did get a request for ymca (laughs) and brick house and brick house yeah brick house is a little bit if i said that right now to um my favorite mr fred ross or rob Rhodes, they would both have uh, thrown a Throwing something at, at that request. Well, so. luckily it was me handling <laughs> it. So, but yeah, so that was that. Um, the thing now is, gosh, that being said, and, and again, I'm not poo pooing stuff. I, I think it's only fair to give a, a real um, perspective yeah. of what it is to, to do what we do. But dang, you know, before we even finish the year we're looking at 2023 with almost a completely full schedule we just on our way home from the gig um on the first we got hit up for our first 2024 gig yeah and they're not they're not too early either (laughs) no and and i've been wanting to do i've been trying so hard to come up with a real i'm just gonna because i i get too precious about our, our social media but um yeah it is not to to it is never too early to secure the band. We've already had to to turn away so many inquiries because we're already booked. Everybody wants to book the same dates. We have open dates, <laughs> but everybody keeps asking for the same ones. Well, we do, but we're, we're most of our Saturdays are. are we pretty much have up. two, at least two events already booked every month up and th- up through October. So. And already inquiries into December and now January yeah. of 2024. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, the uh, place we just played New Year's might want to have us back. <laughs> <laughs> might have a New Year's gig before we even uh, get out of the oh, month of January. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. Yeah. Um, but we've worked at some really cool venues. We've worked with a lot of great planners. And um, what's been really fun is the personal relationships we've been developing with our bride and grooms which I've never experienced before because of just being kind of the hired gun but now that we're like booking and we're doing the zoom calls and we're doing meetings and now we're being invited to housewarming parties and we're being invited to you know see uh you know the babies that are being born and and everything and it's just it's really really cool and it's rewarding and it's 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 growing into more than I really had ever imagined it's also the part of that is a result of us doing a lot of the booking and advancing and all that kind of stuff our, ourselves. 
you know, in the in the previous band, you know, we we would have connections or or relationships that would sort of, for lack of a better way of putting it, like endure. You know, after the event, people would show up to shows or whatever, and be, oh, you played our what? You know, or we'd see people out in the wild. But <laughs> I walked into just about every single event we did with zero clue who the people we were gonna you know right perform for yeah. were what their story was anything it was just show up do the gig whatever you know it's been a different experience because like you said because we're we've been handling a lot of the stuff for most of these events not all of them but most of them ourselves from start to finish which means you have a a, a much more uh thorough understanding of like who you're who you're you know celebrating with and, right. and what they want don't want you know that that stuff's not getting filtered through a third fourth party so yeah so I've, I've really been enjoying that um so it's been fun and uh it's been fun to be you know go, going to our public events and then seeing some of our previous couples show up or you know a couple show up with their new baby and you know and, and that that part has been cool and um and also the then the referrals that we're getting out of that. So it, it works not only in that we're developing friendships, but that we're also getting work out of it. I mean, we did a wedding in August, and now we're going to be doing her brother's wedding this August? We're doing her brother's wedding. We're also doing their friends who we had played a private party for um, in our previous band. We're doing their kid's wedding as well. Oh, wow. See? So this world goes round. Yeah. World goes round, y'all. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah. So, anything, anything you want to? Uh, well, there's one thing. So, what we're planning, we're we're gonna revive our podcast, so to speak. This is kind of like a. Let's just get the ball running and and everything. We have procrastinated, folks. There has been procrastination. It's been the procrastination sensation around here. Yes, very much so. Um, but. We're going to have a little bit more format going forward, I, I believe. Um, we're going to be talking. I, I want to get into more lifestyle stuff. We're doing bits, y'all. There's going to be bits. <laughs> we want to talk about about stuff in the the music world, stuff in the movie world. Um, I've been doing some really cool things outside of um, the band that I want to bring to the podcast. You've been doing some stuff outside of the band. I want to bring our guys in from the band and like we know so many cool people that are doing cool stuff. Is this a um, is this a good place to to announce? I mean, I know you just made a post about it, but you know, <laughs> one of the big things you did last year and are continuing to do, which has been very difficult. I've I've been very proud of you. Um, you've embarked on a, a whole new venture on the side. Um, you know, intimacy relationship sex coaching you're allowed to say that I know feels weird to say it but it's true <laughs> um you've been like we, somehow your training has fallen on every weekend that we've had multiple gigs and travel dates and it's been insane what you've sort of I mean I know other people have taken on a lot too don't get me wrong but I I've haven't had to watch other people do it I've had to watch you do it and right. it's been um stressful and also, like impressive, like I, I, like I don't know how you've done some of the stuff you've done. Well, this is going to be corny and sappy, but the only way I've been able to do it is because I have you and your support. Hell yeah! Because, I mean, yeah, there's been some weekends where I'll go from training from eight till two thirty, and then immediately into 
sound check and then not get home till two in the morning and start all over again and just like that every day but you've done all the driving the advancing the the dealing with the client um getting me from hotel to hotel and wi-fi and everything and and um giving me as much privacy as 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 i can get to to get through my studies um and i wouldn't been able to do that without you and all that you're willing to take on and all the extra work um but yeah i am couple months away from fin- finishing my certification as an a uh, somatic based uh, intimacy relationship sex coach and um, I have finally at 43 years old uh, 43 years of age found something else I'm just as passionate about as I am singing and um, so that's been something that's been I've been having a hard time I did that post but um I am not ashamed of it at all, but I'm trying to figure out how to balance the singer Jackie Mercy and the sex coach. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I don't want people to search for me and find me as a singer and go like, wait, what? Like, who's who's this chick? And like, wait, is she she's a singer? Wait, you know, Um, so I think it might be going by my my married name um, as a coach. Um, And I will not be giving up singing. I will still very much be singing as Better much not, as ever. Otherwise we're going to be in the poor house. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, but um, it, it's been, it's been a one wild... week. Yeah. It's been. Oh sorry. Lord. It's no, but that's I'm been um, crazy that. good and fulfilling and I love it. And I think it has made me, there's been so much growth the last year in so many ways. And I think it's helped a lot in our relationship. It's also, I'm like the resident coach to our um, band. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, tell me how you feel about that. And, and like, you want to get in your feelings a little bit and, Beefies. you know, yeah. So that's been kind of, kind of fun. And the guys have helped me out by uh, being some of my um, practice patients, so to speak. Yep. So that's been fun. And uh, everybody's been super supportive and loving in, in that too, that I show up trying to shake off, you know, hours and hours of, of deep, you know, coaching and everything and and they're right there with me to to embrace me when I get back um so yeah so thanks yeah but you have some cool stories and things that have happened this year too eh, well I was gonna say I mean just to put a pin on or a bow not a pin put a bow on what you just said hopefully you'll be bringing some of that stuff in here too um Oh, I love. I'm not lying about doing bits. Like, I I have a vision for this where we're gonna we're gonna sort of part, you know, partition out some of this stuff into different containers or whatever you want to call it. But you know, as you learn and and um, grow, I think it could be fun to have some of that be um, distributed out through here. But be like Jackie. Mercy, bringing you your sex minute of the day. <laughs> Doesn't have to be, I mean, not yeah. I mean, it's not all sex, but yes. Your intimate, your fifi moment of the day. Yeah, yeah, fifi moments. That's what it'll be. You get a little bit for I free. I just made a, made a category. Fifi moments. You get a little bit for free by being a, a subscriber of Mercy and the Mans. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. I. Okay. So. We were I, gonna, we've all been dying to hear this story. Well. That's the one I think it is. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell the Pearl Jam story. Because it was too long to write. Yes. And we kind of said, all right, let's save it for the podcast, not realizing that it would take months to get this thing going again. So 
Strap in, everybody. Hopefully, I rem- even remember it. But um, I will remind you every yeah. step of the way. I don't even think I've I've recovered from it yet. Let me top off my champs real I quick. I mean, y'all, the highs, the lows, the drama, the um, like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's bring, coming. Like, oh, talk, I mean, man, I'm going down. Like, I'm like, I can already feel it in my belly. All right, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell this story. Strap in. Let's tell this story as efficiently as I can. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe not, but. To set the stage, I, I went to see Pearl Jam with uh, our guitar player and one of my oldest friends, Danny Blau. Um, and we, you know, Pearl Jam, they do world tours. So, you don't say. Yeah, big time. They, and they're pretty popular if yeah. you all don't. Right? But that just means that, like, they're not going to play San Francisco every year. Right. It just doesn't, they don't do that. They'll, they literally tour the world in chunks over two, three year cycles. Mm-hmm. And it, so it had been a while since we've seen him, and things had sort of opened up, you know, obviously post-COVID, not, not post-COVID, as you will find out. Um, but it was like, yeah, let's go. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. So we went. They played two nights back-to-back. We went to the first night. Where was uh, it? Originally. Oracle. Or Oracle. the old, um, I don't even know what it's called. And now I think it's just Oakland Coliseum or Oakland Arena or whatever, where the Warriors used to play. Mm. But uh, when we got there... Uh, I'm an eagle. I got an eagle eye. I like a hawk. Uh, I realized that the, that would, the, the drum set that was set up on stage was not the normal drum set. Mm. And, and so I turned to Danny. I'm like, either he's playing a different drum set tonight for some reason or he's not playing drums. And it turned out. First of all, I just got to say the fact that you can go into a concert and notice that to me, who's not like that type of person is mind blowing. I couldn't like. I mean, it's not the same, I guess, for singers, but the fact that you can be like, that's not his setup. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Also, I should say that this this story currently, um, this is going to fall into the partition of story of the week. So, <laughs> okay. Story of the week. Just backing up there. Are we doing this every week? Uh, every other week. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's story may- of the uh, or of every other week. It might be ironic. Who knows? <laughs> is that even irony? Who could, Who knows? Nobody knows what that even. Okay, nobody even knows what irony even means. Continue. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, I should not be drinking things with bubbles while I'm trying to speak fine. in the podcast. Do that it's in fine. post. I'm not taking it out. They have to listen. <laughs> um, so anyway, it turned out I was right. Um, the drummer, Matt Cameron, one of my biggest influences of all time, uh, had gotten COVID, mm. which is a risk of touring. It's a risk of doing anything. Risk of leaving your house. Yeah, but when you're traveling and playing arenas and stuff like they were, I mean, right. it's like... They, you know, I know that they, they take a lot of precautions, but it's, it, I, I, let's just say it didn't stop there for, for the band. But, um, for, as for my personal experience, you know, they had a couple, uh, other guys playing drums. One of them is a member of the touring band who I, I, is a multi-instrumentalist. And then there was a friend of theirs who lived in the Bay Area, lives in the Bay Area, who played in some old bands with them that they called up. Mm-hmm. Which already I was like, well, that just makes me jealous. That that could have been me. Mm-hmm. I mean, how he's the guy's older than me and knows them from like the early '90s when I was in like fifth grade. But still, mm-hmm. my brain goes to like, well, sh- I know all the songs, <laughs> which I do. Um, but anyway, yeah. so they get through this whole show, and it's like, okay, that was interesting and pretty fun. Um, it's a bummer we didn't get to see the you know the normal drummer Matt, but. You know, it was a pretty good show, all things considered. And it was like, hey, well, we can always say we were at that show, right? And then right at the end, this guy, uh, you know, they sort of announced like, well, we don't know, you know, what's going to, whatever. 
and there's a guy wearing a t-shirt that has the last names of all because Pearl Jam's had a bunch of drummers over the years. This guy has the, a shirt with the last names of all the drummers that have been in the band. And he gets put up on the jumbotron or whatever and then they go like, you know, what what can he play? Can he, is he good? Can he play? To which of course he says yes. Mm-hmm. They send him backstage to get him covid tested and I'm like, "No freaking way. This guy's going to get called. He's going to play encore with the with the band like I have had the fantasy of being like called up on ever since like back in the day, very quick aside, the the Who, the band the Who, mm-hmm. their drummer was massive alcoholic, passed out on the drums, and a fan came up from the audience and played the show with them. And ever since then, every one of us like dirtbag nerd musicians has been like That's gonna be me that someday. That could be me someday. You know, stay ready. Stay ready. You never know. Well, it happened to this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I was not happy for him at all. I was, <laughs> I was very angry that it was not me. And uh, Eddie Vetter, the singer, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, all of a sudden he goes, "I didn't pass this by the band. I haven't asked anybody, but I'm just saying, if if you or somebody you know wants is going to be at the show tomorrow and wants to to potentially come up and play with us, you know, record a video of you playing, you know." to this song or whatever and, and upload it to the, to the fan club page and, and you know, right. And we'll see what happens. And I was like, already like my gears are turning. It's like, okay, it's like 1030 at night. Uh, I'm in Oakland. I live in Mountain View. My drum studio is in San Jose, but I'm like, I could, I could just go to my drum studio and I could record, you know, uh, these songs and whatever I, I I could do this, and I kept hem, you know, kind of kept hemming and hawing about like whether I was going to do it or not. And I texted you, and I was like, "This is going to sound so suspiciously crazy, but if you go on the internet, I assure you, you will find that this is true." But I need to go to my drum studio and record right now. Actually, I didn't even need to look it up and everything. You said this got announced. What do you think? Like, should I even bother? And my response was hell yeah because go because you're, you're awesome <laughs> i'm not saying it like that i'm just saying like you were kind of like it, it's like what are the odds what are the chances you know yeah. whatever and i was like yeah no you gotta go you gotta do that yeah so i did mm-hmm. uh and yeah. i was like I'm, i'll do you one better you know i i didn't just record the song that they had talked about i recorded like 10 other songs i was like i'm gonna make a sizzle reel and I'm going to email them and I'm going to tell them, you know, like all the other songs I know and on and on and on. Well, the first part was like relatively painless, like getting, it didn't take me long to like get, you know, videos that I was happy with. I've right. been listening to and playing these songs on my own for, you know, years. But then I got home, by the time I got home to like edit it together and upload it and whatever else, uh, it was pretty late. And um, technology is not my friend. And this man's didn't bother waking me. The you the, had an early morning. The one that what did I have? An you had early to get morning? up for something. Otherwise, I would have wakened you. Oh, woken you, waking woke, you, woken, woken you. I would have woken you. But the one that would have had it done in half the time. Yeah, it was a mistake on my part for sure. Right. Um, you know the files. All these iPhones now record at minimum in HD you know, and all the way up to 4K. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to record in HD, whatever. The files are so big to like transfer them to the, like it's just, 
nothing was going right. I couldn't get them transferred to the computer. Then when I did get them transferred to the computer, like I couldn't, because then I was going, I was like, I'm also going to post it to social media and I'm going to have people. You know how to resize them. Yeah, no, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. (laughs) So I struggled for hours. I was up until like mm, 5.30 in the morning or something like that. Until like four. And, um, but I finally sort of half-assed it together. I got it up on social media. People were, you know, tagging Pearl Jam and, and whatever, and I emailed them and whatever. Um, and I got a response about 10.30 in the morning or so from uh, somebody that I know, not don't know them personally, but I know the name. Mm-hmm. They're, they've been associated with Pearl Jam for a long time. And they're like, hey, you know, just so you know, we got your video. Um you know, you're one of a few people that we're looking at, but like, we want to know all the songs that you could potentially do. I was like, <laughs> cracked my knuckles, sat down, went through their entire discography, you know, wrote down like, I mean, I had like hundreds of songs on there. I was like, I could do any of these and I could do any of these other ones with like even the smallest amount of notice. Like, I will not let you down. Right. Um, I also know the person that does Pearl Jam Radio and he contacted their publicist. I was just like, if I don't get this, it's not going to be my fault. Yes. Like, it won't be because I didn't, like shake the right trees, mm-hmm. so to speak. Probably about, I don't know, maybe one one thirty that afternoon, maybe a little bit later. We got a a, a call from uh, an unknown number. Actually, it wasn't unknown. It just literally said Pearl Jam on it. If I remember. <laughs> and I was like, my heart went up into my like brainstem, pretty much like. And I answered it. I don't it. know how you tell. I'm sorry. I don't know how you tell the story because already me, my heart is pounding. I'm having to like take these deep breaths because, oh my God, I'm like, I can remember this like it was just yesterday. I'm pretty sure it's sh- like short circuited <sighs> my um, everything in my body. I, mean, I don't, I don't already, really feel my, my feelings anymore. <laughs> I don't really feel, I don't really have feelings anymore. Uh, and I know how the story goes. Yeah. It's <laughs> there for all of it. So anyway, answer the phone. It's one of, you know, Pearl Jam's kind of main right-hand man slash fixer type guys. Mm. And he's like, hey, um, Pearl Jam want you to come to Soundcheck. Can you make, will you be able to make Soundcheck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can make Soundcheck. He went, He didn't sound that cool. No, no, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. We were yeah. standing here in the middle of the living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I bring anything? Or? Like every, like. Like time stopped. The air was thick. The like, yeah, uh, it was a thing. I, I have to admit, like this. This is kind of the. I mean, I don't want like foreshadow, but that's sort of the, the shame of this story is that like I experienced excitement and and in, in a way that I haven't for a very long time, um, I, which I didn't realize until that moment. I was like, what is this? I'm feeling. It's like, oh, genuine excitement. Okay, <laughs> um. And so maybe a half hour passes, and I'm like, I'm going to sound check. I gotta like get. Bring, get they told get, you bring your ears. Get my sticks. Get my sticks. ears. Get my get my kick pedal. They're like, if you want to bring that stuff, that's fine. I was like, I'm hell yeah, I'm bringing my stuff. I'm gonna be. I'm not blowing this because of like faulty gear or whatever. Which like, to go to go back to uh, a little bit. There's a little part that you missed. They had already told you they were leaving tickets for you earlier uh, in the day. You're right. I, well, I forgot that part. They, right. I had got a response from. After the initial email, they're like, hey, no promises. We don't know what's going to happen, but we want you to be at the show. Um, we're going to leave tickets for you and a guest. At will call. At will call. And like, if nothing else, just plan on. And I understand they're trying to work this out in real time. They have a huge organization. Mm-hmm. 
they're playing an arena. Like I can understand from their perspective, they're like, let's just irons in the fire. Let's just see what, what you know what we can do. So we were already planning. You had invited me to go. Yeah. And so we were already planning. Of course, I invited you. Uh, well, I mean, no. Um, what am I gonna say? like? No, no. I am not a Pearl Jam fan just because I didn't grow up with Pearl Jam the way that you did, and I didn't listen to that kind of music growing up. Right. I honestly couldn't tell you one song. Um, and but you were like, if there's any possibility, you need to be there, and um, you'll if anything, you'll because you'll, you'll film it and you'll put it on social media. <laughs> yeah, for me. yeah, you'll enjoy the show. You you know, it's not like I don't like them. I just don't know them the way you yeah, do. it's also the like i mean the, like it, it had the potential to be like one of the greatest moments of my life and i've of course would want to share that with you right you know? um, but i'm just so saying yes. like we were already planning we, we, right, we were right. already making this mad dash because totally we had forgot. to get child care yeah. and um well so and it's important so lucky it's also important to the to the other parts of the story which is like th- i know they had seen my videos i like right like i know that they knew who i was because they had planned on having me at the show no matter what yes so we then were when scrambling I, to get childcare. Yeah. We were also scrambling to get out of, uh, well, we had a Zoom meeting that we were working around yeah. and rescheduling. Um, and so there was already like this kind of frantic kind of energy going on. Yeah. We're like logistics in real time. Yeah. So I get the, then I get the call and it's like, oh my God, this is actually happening. Um, and maybe like 20 minutes later I go, oh, parking, whatever. And I, I text the guy, you know. Um, hey, do I need to pay for parking or is my name going to be, if, if you know. Are, Where do you I know, enter? You can, yeah, well, all that stuff. You know, they just said like, go to the buses. It's like, well, is there, there's a bunch of steps between here and there. So, and he calls me immediately and I'm like, oh, wow, that was quick. And just breaks my heart into a million pieces because informs me that they're going in a different direction and so sorry, but like, hopefully I can still be at the show and we'll see what happens or whatever. And I'm like, there you see, you're saying there's still a chance, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'd already like our Danny who was not planning on going to the second show had bought a ticket. He's like, if you're playing with Pearl Jam, there's no, no effing away. I'm missing that, you know? Right. Um, so Danny was going again. I had started to finally like tell people, I didn't want to tell anybody anything until I knew one way or the other. And you still hadn't really told people. I had told enough people that I was like, I feel this is why I don't want to tell people because mm-hmm. now I feel like an idiot. Um, so I was like, well, should we still go to the show? You know, I was like, well, we better go because, you know, you never know. And they had left me gifts. They're like, we're going to give you some merch. And, I'll, you know, I was like, all right, well, I should just go. I run into a bunch of people I know there. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, are you playing tonight? And I was like, well, I don't know. Even though in my heart of hearts, I was like, I don't think I am. You know? Um, the show... And by the way, people were just super impressed that you were even there on their will call list yeah. and everything. You are on the special and I wish, list. And I really genuinely wish I could have enjoyed that aspect. <laughs> but the fact that I had come... If I had never gotten the call, if it was like, we'll just see what happens, it would have been like, I would have still had the anticipation. Right. I would have had the like, you know, who knows, who knows? But because I'd gotten that call, it like, it sort of like clouded everything else mm-hmm. where I was like, um, oh, you know, I doubt it. And, you know, and, and like, I couldn't even enjoy it as being like a guest of the band. I couldn't enjoy the journey. I couldn't enjoy like the experience. A, because I had come so close to like actually getting what I wanted. 
And two, because I'm a working professional musician, it's like, it's not novelty to me, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. the guy that went up on stage the previous night, it's like, had no idea, no expectation, you know. For me, it's like, once that ball had been set in motion where it's like, you go record, whatever, I'm like, I know I'm good enough to do this. Mm-hmm. I could play a whole show with them right now. If, if you know, they were like, holy smokes, our other drummers got COVID, like, I could show up and do Pearl Jam does long shows. They're like Bruce Springsteen like level, like two to three hour type shows. Right. I could hang, you know. Um, and so it just made it hard. Uh, you know, just gritting my teeth. Like, oh, yeah. let's see what happens, you know. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, like the second we showed up, so many people were were walking by and recognizing you and like, oh, hey. Like, oh, you know, did you? are you going to play? And there's this person and that person, people I've never met before that like knew you right on site. And it was just like, Oh, this has got to freaking yeah, it suck. Felt, it felt like salt in the wound, obviously not, not intentionally, but for me, it was like, these people would have been here to, to see me walk on stage to play with Pearl Jam. And you have to understand Pearl Jam is probably, uh, among the biggest reasons that I play music, yeah. the, the biggest reasons that I am a professional musician, like it's not, a, I'm not able to put into words what it would have meant to step onto stage with this band. Yeah. It would have been a childhood dream come true. Um, so yeah, so you know, they give us some, some merch, they gave you some merch too. It was very well, nice of them. First off, we sit down. Oh Yeah. <laughs> We sit, right. Yeah. Another, he's so another, lucky. That, another, seriously, yeah. he's so lucky that I'm here. Yeah. Another. We bit of sit down in our seats. You know, our, our emotions are high. Like I said, like you can eat. Like seriously, I'm having a, such a hard time regulating my nervous system right now. <laughs> we sit down, and also I I am very competitive. I have a very um. I'm not only competitive for, and I'm very defensive of you. Let's just say that I'm very protective and defensive of you. That. So I am just like, my emotions are like ooh, screaming high. We sit down right next to the groom of a wedding. We just played like yeah. days before. Yeah. Out of a whole arena of people, the whole Oracle arena, we sit down with the right dab next, right dab next, right dab next. Yeah. yeah. Right down next. Yeah. <laughs> That champagne is yeah. doing his jack. Um, to the groom of the wedding we had just played. Yep. It, and then Danny is like three rows away. Yep. It, it was just so just bizarre of the stuff. Like it was just, ugh. Go on, yeah. continue. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, long story short. Um, Too late. Yeah, they brought us merch and everything, which is super nice. And I've worn they gave it us maybe good, twice. I have worn it more, but <laughs> they gave us nice seats and everything. And um, what they ended up doing was they brought out a teenager from a local band that Eddie Vedder's daughter knew of, or whatever or they knew of. His name was Kai. And uh, my working theory is that I was in the running to do it when they remembered or decided you know that um oh remember that you know from the story i've heard is that the daughter was like hey remember that band remember that that young that kid band that you liked or whatever i don't know who these guys are Mm. they're marin kids you Mm -hmm. know so 
whatever. Take that. Uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with Marina. I'm, I don't know why I said that so accusatorily, but accusatory, whatever. I'm, I'm drinking champagne. But yeah, you know, they bring this kid out and I get it. You know, the night before they, they bring this dude up on stage, it's, it's spontaneous. And then they bring this kid out. They're always going to choose to bring the kid out mm-hmm. over the adult. You can't. But I am sitting there. Cuteness. I'm sitting there thinking, fuck them kids. <laughs> Because that kid, how many albums have even come out since that kid's been alive? You can, you cannot tell me that Pearl Jam is a formative band for that kid. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He did I a know. great job. He did a, you were very... In fact, he did a better job than the other two drummers who are grown men who played that gig. You did say that he was their best bet and that he should have played more based on how poorly the other people played. Yes, uh, and I'm not taking any way, anything away from those guys either because it's really difficult to step on stage in an arena show. They don't have stamina. They have, are not playing arena shows. And, you know, to be fair, neither of them are practicing Pearl Jam songs on drums. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. But my working theory is that I was in the running. That's why they had my phone number. That's why, they, you know, all that. But somebody screwed up when they said, call Kai. And somebody said, oh, call Kyle. And they called me, and then somebody immediately realized you called the wrong Kyle. You called the wrong, you know, yeah, K name or whatever, right? Um, but yeah, I have to admit, I I have dreaded telling the story, uh, because it does bring up a lot of emotions for me. Um, it is my favorite band. It is a moment where I came so close to like it. It felt like the universe, like the culmination of a lot of things in my life both like my musical and just like adolescent you know experience um like the payoff from a lot of like you know disappointment and everything else from covid and everything else that's happened recently this is just, right before you turn 40 right before turn right, right right before i turned 40 it just felt like wow like what an awesome unexpected gift and you know Everything that goes along with that. And then to have it like snatched up within even like for like 20 minutes, I was like on top of the world. And then to have it like snatched. And not only that, it's like to, to go to the show and like, again, not taking anything away from anybody that performed. It's not an easy thing to do. Otherwise, everybody would do it. But it was like, I would have done a great job here. Okay, let's just put and it this way. I am not a drummer. I don't know any of Pearl Jam's songs, they had two drummers that they were using um, to get through the show. Yeah. It was not good. <laughs> it was not good. The feel was off. Time was off. Um, the one gentleman that was playing, and then that's funny that I'm even using the word gentleman for someone who's playing drums with Pearl Jam. That doesn't, doesn't seem like the, the right word you should use, but the gentleman that was playing... You, you know, you, you step into a role like that. And one thing that I've always said about you as a drummer, what makes you such a great drummer is that you set up your singer, no matter who that singer is. Because I know you've worked with some great, amazing singers. You've worked with not so great, amazing singers. Um, you are such a support to the singer and you you set up the singer in a way that that most people don't and you take care of your singer from behind the kit. And um, 
I don't know, given maybe given the opportunity, I, I don't see it still. But like the drummer that they had was there all for himself. He was not there for the music. He well, was not there for the singer. Especially the second night. First night, I thought he did a great job. Second night, I thought, I'm like, this guy's in outer space. He's just like riding the the high of being on an right. arena stage. But, but also not, like you know. just like, again, just trying to survive. You could almost see, I'm like, God damn, is this guy going to kill over? He's going to pass out, you know? And and again, like no musicality, no feel, no, no, um, it, it you know, so I, I'm sitting there going like, and all the whole time Tan- Danny keeps going like, really, you got to see them when they come back around. Really, you got to see, like, you can't base it off of this because he could see my face and then I'm like, yeah. this is Pearl Jam. Like this is, well, this is, I would have rather, had that been me, I would not come out on stage. Yeah. I wouldn't have put the second show on. It well, was to me that bad. The thing is the first show and, went well enough that I don't think they anticipated. Like, well, there ended up being a full on tantrum on the stage yeah. I don't think, that happened. I don't, I don't think they anticipated the second night going that way considering the way the first night went. Right. Uh, and I say that as a fan. I say that as a critical fan. I don't give passes to my favorite artists no. just because, you know, they're my favorite artists. First night, it was like, hey, wow, that's pretty freaking good considering. Second night, it was like, mm. Well, and like you said, you were like, they should bring Kai back out. Yeah. Like, this is not. This well, is not, and the thing, that, the thing that sucks so is that it. hard. The like, thing that sucks is that it became a, 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 a news story, you know, because they brought this teenager out and. I'm not so cynical and jaded that I can't be happy for other people's success. I am. But in this particular instance, it was like that could have and should have for, from where I'm sitting, I'm very biased, been me. I get petty on less. Yeah. But it's like, I I can't even be happy for this kid who it's like, man, he didn't suck. He went out there and did, he, and he played, he didn't even play a well-known song. He played like a new song. It was like a punk song of theirs. And he killed it. So it wasn't even like he sucked. It wasn't even like I could be like, see, that's why you should have brought me out. It's like, no, he didn't suck. But also, I can't be happy for him because I'm in my feelings, you know. (laughs) So that's pretty much that. Uh. You know, it's like on the one hand, I've had to grapple with like, I did my best and I got close. And at the very least, I can say like I wasn't washed out at the beginning. I didn't suck enough that they were like, get this joker out of here. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I it's so, I still, I'm only telling the story so I could just get it over with, but it's like, it's still to come that close to like a legitimate, how many people get to like live their childhood and dreams? Yeah. Like very few, mm-hmm. right? And people's dreams change as they get older and stuff. So it's like, that's not the end all be all, but like. You mean you didn't dream to be in a uh, event band with me? No, but to be fair, I I, I did dream. Kidding. I just dreamed of being a professional musician, and what that looked. I didn't know what that looked like, but it, I have self, uh, you know, self actualized in that way. It hasn't looked exactly how I imagined it would, but how I imagined it would has changed over time. Every time I've experienced something new in the industry, you know, well, I've never done this before, and then you try it, and you're like, eh, that wasn't what I thought it was, or like, oh, this is amazing, and it's like, you know, your everybody's. There are people out there who live for the road. Their lives make more sense on the road. They're touring. They're tour dogs, you know, right. road dogs. I'm not that. So I am happy with what I do. But also, I would have been hell of a lot happier to have played with Pearl Jam than to not have played with right. Pearl Jam. So, uh, God. You know, and again, and, I, and I've tried really hard to like see it from their perspective because I'm like, well, because 
there's also the part of me that was like, well, why couldn't they have brought him out and brought me out? Really, what did they have to lose? You know, yeah. they know I don't suck. So why not at that point be like, even if they did screw up behind the scenes, why not be like, you know, fuck it, bring him. Just bring right. him out too and let him play a song. It's fine. Right. At this point, we're it's a free for all. Who cares? That's not what happened. So it, I can't, you know, but so that's the story. It's Ugh. a story of, it's a story of, of, of um, highs and lows and highs and lows and, and and you know and i'm glad that i'm getting it out and off my chest but yeah um, I, and i i remember like i even told you you know follow up thank them for you know being at the show like you know they're only playing in fresno or blah 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 maybe they'll call you when well, not that, that far to go like, there was a universe where it's like finish this tour leg with us which would have been yeah you know yeah i was i was so hopeful and I think we had a couple gigs and you're like, well, I have this gig or whatever. I'm like, I will sub you out. Like, also, I realize anybody that's listening to this and thinking like, well, you think very highly of yourself. I recognize there's a universe where I go out on stage with Pearl Jam and completely eat shit and embarrass myself in front of, you know, 30,000 people. Um, I just don't think that was the most likely outcome. So, nah, it you know. wasn't. No, so, you, you, F you, you if you think that. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't for. I just kicked our cat in the face. Well, I like that she's she likes the, the like what we're doing here because she's actually the most affectionate. She she's wants me to ever feed her. Been. No, oh, she wants me to is. feed her because she um, napped too long and now she's wondering why I haven't fed her yet. No, I, I, you you know that I'm one of your biggest fans, and um, I know that you would have done, you would have you would have handled it, you would have done the job, and um, I would have had to do some somatic breathing exercises <laughs> with you, I think, to get through. <laughs> I it. need to do it after this because it's seriously brought up so much. Uh, like I'm still like I could feel it. It's in my chest and my well, belly. Let Good me Lord. let me transition that energy to the next bit. Uh oh. <laughs> the next. Uh, well, there's something that you. Well, okay, no, go, go ahead. On. No, go no, ahead. You go no, ahead. no, 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 no. Because I'm I don't want to transition out if you got thoughts. I I I mean I just I I pretty much said it. I'm one of your biggest fans. I'm really well, proud you. of you that you that you saw it through. Um. It was really hard for me not to want to shout your story from the rooftops. I wanted everybody to know that you were in the running. I wanted everybody to know that you were, you were, uh, you know, going through that. And it was really hard for me to sit on the sidelines and, and, oh man, I mean, I kind of had a little bit of a feeling of like, this is going to sound weird. Hear me out. But, you know, all the times that my my mom was in the audience watching me go through the pageants and the competitions and the, you know, the X Factor and, you know, American Idol and stuff like that. Like, oh, man, it's hard when you have no control, but you know how capable you are and yeah. how talented you are and it's just kind of like i like what's it take you know so that's what's just so hard but it's also at the same time it's like a day before that that opportunity didn't even even exist and the opportunity only existed because somebody got you know what i mean it's like no it's 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 hard i know i'm just i try to have perspective about it because it's like i have such emotions surrounding it as Mm -hmm. as you have pointed out for yourself too that it's like i'm not entitled to anything you know like i didn't go to the first pearl jam show expecting to even have that opportunity but then once the opportunity is there and then once things move forward from there it's like it's hard to then 
go back and like separate that out. So yeah. also uh, our guitar player Danny got COVID from that show <laughs> along from along with a bunch of other people I know. So yeah. it was like not only did I not get to play with them, not only was the show just genuine, genuinely not that great, com- especially compared to the first night where, right. where it was. I, I had a great Pearl Jam, if you're listening to this, I had a great time the first night. I also genuinely appreciate the opportunity. And if it ever comes around again, I don't want you to think that I don't want to do it. I do. But it was like the COVID, all that stuff was like a kick in the nuts on top of like everything else. It was like, cool. Well, now our guitar guitar player is out. Well, he could have got it from the first night too. It's just that uh, all the people I know that got COVID that were at the show got it on the second night. Right. So, you know, and then Uh, a bunch of the band, a bunch of Pearl Jam also then got COVID after that. So Uh, that's the story. Okay. Um, What were you going to transition to? Well, I've been wanting to do a rant of the week. Rant of the week. <laughs> we're already rant in an of hour. the every other. We're week. already in an hour. This is just going to be a long episode. Hey, it's, we're it's, we're it's we're, the... we're we're finding our feet. But I I want to do this rant of the week before I lose like connection with it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to try to transition this Pearl Jam energy into this rant. Um, hopefully you're still listening out there. If not, you won't know I said this. Um. Okay. The first rant of the week, and obviously we're not doing this every week, but the, the first rant on this podcast as a bit, it's mm-hmm. not a bit, but it's, you know, okay. yeah. Yeah. segment. It has to be about a certain style of singing that I just cannot stand. And then I've realized in thinking about this, that there's two styles of singing I can't stand, which is good because the, the initial style of singing I can't stand is female dominant. Mm-hmm. But the second style of singing I can't stand is male dominant. Mm. So I won't come across as sexist, hopefully. Hopefully. But, and you're going to have to help me with this, but the, 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 get, I'm going to start I with the get fem- my, 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 my real, um, uh, ready. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm going to queue up something because oh, I, okay. I think it has to do exactly with your rant. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> The initial style of singing that really bugged me and still bugs me is the style of singing where, you know, particularly female singers uh, either add or subtract um, like vowels or whatever from words. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it started with like Ellie Goulding, but I don't know if that's true. Um, I'm going to end up putting some examples maybe like right here of what I'm talking about. But... I ended up uh, teaching very briefly mm-hmm. uh, like a rock and roll kind of like rock and roll band class at a Waldorf school. Mm-hmm. And as the initial sort of song that we worked on uh, was Watermelon Sugar mm-hmm. by Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we asked like, okay, who can sing? Who, who's our singer? You know, uh, one of the older girls stepped up. I sing. Great. Do you know Watermelon Sugar? I do. I know Watermelon Sugar. Awesome. Things are off to a great start. We start Watermelon Sugar, and this, and I'm not, I do, do not mean to make fun of a preteen girl. It's mm. just, she stepped up to the microphone. The words of the, <laughs> the words that start the song are, feels like strawberries, no, tastes like strawberries, tastes like, tastes like strawberries on a summer evening, and it feels just, sounds just like a song. God, I sing this song. You do. God, damn. 
Anyway. It's different when you talk it. Yeah. I'm blowing this rant already. I can't even do it right. How am I going to make fun of them? <laughs> I'm making fun of them. I don't even, I can't even do it right. Um, she gets up and sings, Ace like awberries on a umer evening. And it sounds just like a ong. Now, it didn't sound like that because she actually sang the melody, but that style of singing that you that where they just change the way that words sound has driven me insane for as long as it's been around. So I I almost feel like I should film you on this. Oh Lord! Here, give me your phone. Okay. Because Danny sent this to me a month ago, and I have been holding on to it. I have been holding on to this because because I wanted your reaction to it. Oh boy! And uh, so I'm gonna see if I can I can do this all at the same time. Sorry, what was that word? I'll be home for what? Chris Mayus? What the hell is Chris Mayus? I'll be home for crisp mice. I'll be home. I'm sorry, my brain just short short circuited. That is exactly what I'm talking about. So, how can we expect our young up and coming when that's what's like that but, was on like a, a Christmas special but on that's, TV. Right, but that's my point is in this in this rock and roll class, it was just an introductory class. I didn't even feel empowered to like change the way she sings. And for some styles of music, some styles that works. My thing was we were doing a Harry Styles song where the tempo, the way he sings it, the way the words are written, everything you can't get away with that. Tastes like strawberries on a tastes like strawberries on a summer evening. And it sounds just like a song. You can't mess around like there's no room for error. Like right. I have screwed the words up. I screwed them up here, but I've screwed them up live. You it's you can't recover. Right. It's coming too quick. Mm -hmm. But this singer, good singer, she had pitch. There was nothing wrong with any of that. It mm -hmm. just was like she's like, oh, this is the way you sing. This mm -hmm. is how all the people I listen to sing. So I'll step up and sing it like that. And it was like, I thought I was going to collapse, you know. Um, how do you keep a straight face? I didn't, I don't think. <laughs> so I just. That's your rant. Well, what's the male well, version? Okay. The male version. Yeah, the rant is just, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the, I'll tie up the rant hopefully neatly after I explain the man version. The man version is screaming at me while mm -hmm. singing in a style of music that is not scream uh friendly friendly yes i love metal all kinds of metal i love aggressive music i even funny enough we were driving back from the new year's gig and a toad the wet sprocket song came on uh glenn phillips sings for that band somebody that i know in real life that uh has uh, been i wouldn't call wouldn't say he's a close friend but somebody that like i could walk up to and talk to Real good guy. He will break his voice. He will kind of yell at times 
But his band is like rock oriented, and in the context of the songs that he's singing, when he chooses to do it, it works. Mm-hmm. What I realized was there's that song. Um, the first time I noticed it, uh, well, not the first time I noticed it. The first time that I was like, I gotta say something about this, was that song. You know, and I'm just like, this is like. I just feel like I'm getting like... It's called Stay, right? Yes, Kid Leroy. And Bieber. Bieber's on that one too, but Bieber doesn't sing like that on that song, funny no. enough. But I started going like, is this how people sing now? And Sweet I realized man. other people have been doing it and the culprit, patient zero, that I can, <laughs> at least as far as I've researched <laughs> it, is Ed see? motherfucking Sheeran, who can sing... Can play guitar, but I dare you right now, listener, to go put on, um, what the hell is that song? See, I'm screwing this up. No. Well, that one too, but. The, um, um, oh, oh. Um, it's the wedding we song. Right we, we found love. Take me into your loving arms. This is how you know I didn't plan this rant out um, well enough because I don't have the. Kiss me under the light of a thousand stars. When my days don't work. Place your head on my beating heart. Anyway, I dare you to go put that song on right now and not and unhear him just. Yeah. I dare you to unhear him screaming at you. See, I think you go before that. And unpopular opinion. I, I, I hear what you're throwing down, but I bet you if I look it up, when did that song come out? Um, I don't know. Um, Ed Sheeran. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. I'm looking it up right now on the Googles. Ed Sheeran. What is that song called? I want to say it we, starts with a T. Why can't I think of it? Found Love. That's that came out. It came out in 2014. Okay. Okay. That came out in 2014. When did... If you could see how much she was squinting at her phone right now, you'd be <laughs> concerned. When did Locked Out of Heaven come out? Are you going to throw Bruno Mars under the under the rug? At least the Bruno Mars songs. The difference is the Bruno Mars songs... But he's on he, that song he screams on a lot of his songs the difference is that Bruno Mars is singing like his production is loud I also to be fair don't love when he goes into the highest parts of his register like he'd sing me under the table and around 360 degrees from Sunday both of them could yeah but that's not the point Locked Out though. of Heaven came out in 2012 okay fine and even uh, what was that one song that he did um, Think I Wanna Marry You He's he's screaming those songs. It's true. I don't enjoy that either. I guess to be fair, fine. Let's and, bring, and, let's, let's, let's fucking do it. Let's bring <laughs> Bruno Mars into this. We can we can bring Bruno Mars into this. I'm happy to do that. And I love somebody somebody tell Bruno tag Mars. Bruno Mars in this post. <laughs> tag him. I don't care. I'll do it. No, you're right. He he did do it first. I was gonna throw Ed, Ed Sheeran under the bus. I think Bruno Mars. I think first. I think the reason I'm throwing Ed Sheeran under the bus is because you don't like his songs. Well, when I was doing the early Bruno Mars stuff, I was playing drums, 
And when I started singing up front is when I had to do Ed Sheeran. I did Ed Sheeran first. Mm-hmm. I generally don't have to sing Bruno Mars. Right. I'll sing Uptown, but I split that with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't sing any, any or do 24 Karat, but that's basically rap. He's not sing. He's not barely singing in that song. It's a lot of yelling, but not yelling singing. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's, it's different. so different. It's so different. It's more like n- early '90s, like hip hop. Like yeah, okay. hip hop, pop. It's showtime. Hey ho, hey ho, hey ho. Oh, hey wow. kids, oh what you going to do? Hey hey. Like it's right. Yeah. Mm. But you're right. You're right. Bruno started it, so let's not let let's not give him a pass here. I think the reason I noticed it is because I had to learn this Ed Sheeran song. Mm-hmm. Baby, I'm loving you till you're 70, whatever, you know? Right. And I'm like, you have the range. You could just be singing this, and instead you're like screaming at me. Mm-hmm. Why? And it's like to, I guess to impart emotion or whatever, but it just feels so unnecessary and inauthentic to me that I can't unhear it anytime anybody does it now. Yeah. Well, that that stay song definitely, yeah. It also means I'm that. old. If you're going to put a bow on this rant, <laughs> and I'm fine with it. Old man yells at Cloud. Wow, I'm fine with you're it. Shaking the, I just, shaking your fist. It's the first time in my life that I Thank really, it, it's the first time in my life where I really felt like I'm left, be- I'm being left behind by this because people love it and I just, those two styles of singing, the the adding or subtracting, you know, uh, syllables or 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 consonants or vowel whatever somebody an English major go ahead and weigh in here for me and or the like unnecessary like like forced like breaking of the voice to be like I'm so emotional right now and it's like this is a really nice song you could just sing it yeah I would still get where you're coming from without you breaking your voice like you don't have to do that you, know, you are choosing like to do that Harry Styles. Harry Styles, you, great point. And actually, we'll take that. We're going to segue from that <laughs> into the last few bits here. So that this is not a three-hour-long podcast. But mm-hmm. Harry Styles, mm-hmm. because I, was, I didn't know what I was going to say for the next bit, because I think I know what you're going to say. But I will talk about Harry Styles for just one moment. Mm. Harry Styles, somebody I do not want to like. I want to hate him so bad. <laughs> The like performative fashion like, came I'm, from a boy band. I'm wearing a woman's dress. It's like, yeah, but like, I don't believe you. Like, I'm very close friends with trans folks and cross dressers and drag and whatever. And what Harry's doing, it feels very like. You think so? Because I'm starting I don't, to feel just more. Just don't buy it. Uh, I kind of do. And I, and I also like, I don't give a shit. Like, I, I don't have to buy it. I don't care. But what I do buy what I do buy is his like the man puts out I shouldn't even say man the person puts out uh great expertly crafted pop and singer songwriter songs that record and he has an amazing range he has great he has a great voice and he he's almost like Prince and Bowie, I mean, all the people that he rips off, really, to be fair. He rips off Prince, David Bowie, Michael Jackson, and a few others. But he also smartly rips off the way they sing. When he does stretch his range, it's in the production of the song. Yeah. It's either tucked way back or it's part of like a like a vocal stab that's done like a horn stab or something, but it's his voice, you know. Well, what about the songs that he just like 
sings. But that's what I mean. Like he doesn't. He doesn't feel. It's the. uh, It's the anti-American idolization of like music. If that mm -hmm. makes sense, like American Idol, The Voice, that came out. Those shows came out, and people, everybody's like, well, nobody takes you seriously as a singer unless you, you know, show off double octave range and all of your, you know, licks all the way up and down, and. I feel at least in certain styles, you know, styles of music, people have forgotten about just like good lyrics, good production, melody, whatever it carries you, you know. His his record, yeah. We listen to over and over. And he comes from he comes songs. from a pop band. Yep. So, all that to say, <laughs> there's hope. The next bit. There's hope yet. The next bit, which I will not say this every time we do this, but the next bit is what have you been listening to? And I am going to make you talk about a different record, but I'm going to talk about Harry's record, even though I thought I was going to talk about something else. But you bringing him up, I'm like, you know what? Harry Styles' last record, Harry's House, is one of the more astonishing, in a good way, uh, pieces of art that I've listened to in the music genre anyway, or just in total, yeah. in a long time. And I, and And really, because of the context that you just put out, he comes from a, a, a pop band, boy band, even though they were sort of rock leaning. Like they were weren't, they? they weren't like in sync Backstreet Boys. No. They were a little bit more edgy, for as much as you can be edgy. But they got to do some like real stuff. I'd much rather listen to any One Direction record than any Backstreet Boys record. Like, n- not even close. But that's not the point because. Mm. What he's done up, you know, this last record is him leveraging his fame and his 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 um, influence and everything to make a record that really, all the people that is named, you know, you can go through that record and be like, oh, this is the Michael Jackson song. Oh, this is the David Bowie song. But it doesn't matter because he does it his way and the production, everything, all of it, the lyrics, everything, it's, it's adventurous and it doesn't stay in one lane at all. Every song's different. It's you know, so tasty. It's a very, very, lack of a better way of putting it, dangerous record for an artist to make because his last record had Watermelon Sugar on it. It had Adore You. Mm-hmm. Those are two massive hits and great songs, but very uh, marketable. Right. We listen to this new record. We're doing late night talking right now in our band. Mm-hmm. And, and Watermelon Sugar. And Watermelon Sugar. But on the new record, we're doing late night talking. And people get it. There are people that, oh, yeah, and they're singing their lyrics. I'm like, great, somebody here knows it. There is not a slam dunk single on this record, really. No, I think the only one was like As It Was, and that was only because it like took off on TikTok. Yeah, but I don't hear that song go single. Right. I hear that song go like, this is every band that I've listened to for years that's just been like, they got a cult following. Maybe they can play, you know, a place as big as like the Fillmore or something like that if they're really at the top of their game, but... It's not a slam dunk, like, marketable single, I don't think. Right. Um, But I respect Harry for basically making a record that's like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to worry about, like, what the final product looks like on somebody's, you know, um, PowerPoint presentation or whatever. And it's well worth a listen start to finish. Funny enough, um, I don't remember the exact name of the song, but there's a song called, like, Grape Juice or something like that that's... Just, Great juice. I think so. There's just no getting through without you. About 
love the sushi. Music like, for a sushi restaurant? Yeah. Excuse me, green tea, music for a sushi restaurant. It's so vibey and so deep in its production and maturity. Oh um, yeah, grape juice. That it uh it just every time I hear it, I'm like, I can't believe this is a uh, Harry Styles. And I like Matilda. And yeah. uh, Daydream. I mean, we we have legit listened to this record and started it over and listened to it again like multiple times on drives here yeah. at home. Yeah. Well, it's rare to hear you know records from artists like that that have those layers to them where you're like, if I listen to this again, I think I'm going to learn something new. Yeah. Um, which is fun. Well, this is a like this is the kickoff. This is going into 2023. There's still a lot to kind of like catch up on that happened this last year. Uh, we want to make this a regular thing. And it's going to be, we want feedback. Unless it's bad, in which case keep it to your <laughs> fucking self. No, I mean, we want, you know, sorry, tell I'm us cursing, you, you cursing. agree that you don't agree with, with what we say, ask questions. Um, like I, I tell I me do, I'm old and out of touch. Just go ahead. Do I it. like getting the, the DMS that are like, I never, realized x y and z like you know it we kind of get so caught up in that this is what we do that we forget and take for granted that everybody understands everything that we say sometimes yeah um so feel definitely feel free to reach out and yeah give feedback make suggestions or or you know be kind but yeah (laughs) be kind my heart can't take it yeah yeah, but uh i want to hear hear what you think yeah, this is us. I mean, again, you know, we're just finding our feet here. But um, to be perfectly honest, we were on a roll. I feel with the podcast. For me, my dad died, and I was never able to really get my feet back under me. It felt silly, and it felt weird and inauthentic. We also um, took like enough time off that our schedule got busy, and it just felt. You know, week to week, as we started to like prioritize the things we were going to do uh, or focus on in any given week, it would like fell behind much more um, pressing things. Yeah. And I think we started to then go like, oh, you know, we want to like refine it. We want to have, you know, more structure and, and whatever. And now we're like almost 80 minutes. So like clearly we aren't there. But like, you know. But I think we had way. a vision for it that, that you, yeah, you know, that like, well, when we come back, we're going to do it a certain way. And it just got really hard to get that, you know, kicked off. Yeah. You and I are very precious about um, making sure all is set and ready to go. But sometimes what really works for us is just jumping in and making it work and fine tuning as we go. Yes. So I think, you know, we could have been. This could have been a perfect episode and been timed to be perfectly this time. And, and you know, maybe next time it will be. But yeah. I think it, we we'll, just needed, we'll to, we to, just needed to jump in. Yeah. Well, glad to be back. Glad yeah. to be here with you. I'm going to feed our cat. <laughs> finish this <laughs> bottle of champagne. champagne. <laughs> Take the ottoman back to the living room. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, hey, uh, we'll we'll see you in a couple weeks.
Yeah. Be good to yourselves and be good to somebody else. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Mercy and the man signing off. See ya. You said that you found me, but you.